morning to everybody, especially to the children. A lot of them are back today after some nice summer holidays traveling. And I've got some beanbags down the front here. So if you'd like to come and make yourself comfortable this morning, if you want to come and join me, I'd like to get you all up here. Because I've got some actions for you today during the sermon. So I've got some special words for you to listen out for, okay? Walk. Every time I say the word walk, you can get up and walk. Okay, shall we try that? Walk. Stand. I mean, the adults can join in if you want to. Sit. Stand. Walk. Sit. Lovely. Okay. So every time I say those three words, walk, stand, or sit, you do um, the action accordingly. Okay? Is that good? And I'll try and join in as well if I can. Psalm number one. Or the first psalm. Uh, and during the next few months over the all-age services, we're going to be looking at a few um, psalms. Psalms are quite interesting um, literature in the Old Testament. It's uh, a different type. It's not, we don't, we don't, we're not going to listen to stories, not necessarily um, teaching. But psalms, it's, it's poetry. Now, who likes poetry? Who likes a good poem? Yeah, I tried very well to write some poems and declare some poems to my wife, but that oh, didn't, yeah. you know, I made a real bad job of it. No, you, d you don't want to listen to them, honestly. Um, yeah, I'm not very good at poems, to be honest. But unlike English poetry, which emphasizes rhyme, meter, Hebrew poetry, we see a lot of characteristics, we see a lot of parallelism, and figures of speech. So that's what we're going to look uh, and see when we're doing some of these psalms. Okay, so today we're going to look at Psalm 1. The first psalm, it's a kind of an introduction to the whole uh, um, book of psalms and all the psalms that we, that we have in our Bible. And it declares, and it's already been read this morning, the blessedness of the righteous and the misery and the future of the wicked. Now I thought about putting on a pantomime show here this morning. Because I don't know about um, uh, the rest of you, but did you know that Christmas has already arrived? Yes, I was in the supermarket on the 31st of August, and there was a stand written, It's Christmas. Full of Father Christmas chocolate, reindeers, and the rest. I saw August, it's not even September. I mean, not that it's acceptable in September, I guess, but 31st of August, Christmas. The only good thing about that is that you can already buy mince pies and you can eat them now until December. That's good, isn't it? I mean, I love a good old mince pie. But really, Christmas. Christmas decorations, they're everywhere. Um, so I thought I wouldn't bring that this morning because I didn't want you getting into the Christmas spirit too early, maybe. Okay? But when we talk about wicked, that's the first thing that comes to my mind, you know. You think of a good old pantomime and all those rhymes. But we'll leave that um, nearer to Christmas. But the choice is ours. We have a choice. You have a choice this morning. Blessedness is a choice. To be blessed, one must obey the conditions. He must pursue the way 
of blessedness. And we're going to have a look at these two ways uh, of life that we see in Psalm number one. The key here is God's word to the life and the fruitfulness of the righteous who truly love his word. And there are three things that a godly person must not do, must avoid. The first one is, do not walk in the counsel of the wicked. Yeah, it's not Simon says, if I said do, do not, but you can walk, because I said the word walk, okay? That's the trick to it, you can walk, okay? Do not walk in the counsel, in the step of the wicked. And in a minute we're going to see that we shouldn't stand, nor sit. They're very good. We didn't train this before, did we? So that's quite good. They're doing very well. A godly person neither seeks nor follows the advice of those who live, manifest their rebellion against God. In other words, do not walk following the steps or with those that are not godly people. And then we need to be careful that we don't stand or sit. And we'll come to that in just a minute. Resisting such people can be difficult. Because wicked people are very good at giving advice. They look quite attractive. Their words are very well elaborated. They often wield power, and they're prepared to use it against those who defy them. However, their advice will lead to destruction, to bad things. And in Matthew chapter 7, verse 13, Jesus calls us to the narrow, difficult road that leads to life, rather than the wide and smooth road that leads to death. So do not walk. Walk. Do not walk in the counsel of the wicked. Also, do not stand in the way of the sinners. Now, when we say do not stand in the way of the sinners, it doesn't mean not to stand in their way, or as in get in their way, but to not stand like them. And in a minute, we'll see about sitting. So a godly person doesn't stand. Come on in the way of sinners. Those whose actions have displeased God, who are subject of God's wrath, the word stand suggests a continuing posture. Yes, you don't stand like that, do you? No, you stand. Stand. Yes. While the word way can mean a path or a road. So the psalmist here is using this, metaphorically, of course, like we see in Hebrew poetry, to refer to the person's lifestyle. Don't be like them. Don't stand in the way of sinners, the way they stand. Don't do what they do. All of us must rub elbows that's a good saying, isn't it? Are you rubbing your elbow to the person sat next to you? Stick your elbow out, see if it touches them. Now, I'm not saying that they live wanton lives, but 
uh, during our life, we will, in some time, rub elbows with people that don't live accordingly to God's values. But the trick is for us to keep moving and not stand still or sit with them so that we don't absorb their values. Don't spend too much time with them because you may give the appearance that you're actually approving their lifestyle. So we shouldn't walk in the counsel of the wicked. We shouldn't stand in the path of sinners. And we should not sit in the seat or in the company of the mockers. A godly person doesn't sit in the seat of mockers. In this case, godly people should live godly ways. When they find an opening to do so, they are likely to move from expressions of contempt to active resistance to godly people. That's how mockers, they behave. In times past, you know, many centuries ago, standing in the opposition to God and to godly people was sufficient. It was very, um, shall we say, unpopular. But that's no longer the case. People will walk in the counsel of the wicked. Lots of people will stand in the way of sinners. And there's so many that sit in the company of mockers. The media, turn your televisions on. Sometimes it's not a good thing to do. But if you do, you will definitely see lots of ungodly stuff. Lots of bad influence. People mocking in many of the series and soaps and all those kind of things on the television, on the media. You get people mocking Christian lifestyles and ways of Christian people and their way of life. So to live the way of the righteous, we should not walk in the counsel of the wicked, should not stand in the path of sinners, and be careful to not sit in the company of mockers. And that's all in verse 1, that's in the first, first verse of Psalm 1. But then we come to verse 2, and look what verse 2 says. His delight is in Yahweh's law. On his law he meditates day and night. So that's what a godly person should do. In verse 1 we have what we shouldn't do. And in verse 2 there we see what we should do. Here we see the importance of scripture. Now who reads their Bible day and night? You take your Bible to school? No. You take your Bible to bed. I had um, a young seven-year-old boy once, and we were reading this psalm, and he says, oh, I meditate all night on the Bible. I said, yeah? Yes, it goes under my pillow. Well, that must be quite uncomfortable to lie on the Bible. 
Um, I don't know if I was more concerned about him lying on the Bible or him actually thinking that because he was lying on it, he was kind of absorbing any kind of scripture. Um, but we need to have the word of God as our guide. We need to read it in the morning, in the evening, during the day. Think about it. Meditate. Who does meditate? Yeah, Mark's already gone, gone and done it. You know. Open the Bible in front of you and just, you know. Is that going to help you? No. We need to read it. We need to understand it. Then verse 3 brings us the result of these. If you don't do what you shouldn't do, but you do do what you should do, then we find out he will be like a tree planted by the streams of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also does not wither whatever he does shall prosper. Now we could talk about a pear tree this morning. <coughs> yeah, those that have been here the last few weeks know about that. If you haven't been here, then talk to Tom about his pear tree, okay? I won't bring that up this morning. Um, but a tree will bring fruit in the right season. If we do what we should do and don't do what we shouldn't do, then we will bring fruit. And that is the way of the righteous. Now we need to be careful with the way of the wicked. There is a second choice. If you would like to, I don't recommend it, but it is a choice. In verse 4, we come to a very strong contrast. The way of the righteous is contrasted with the way of the unrighteous. And in the original Hebrew text, this contrast is strongly emphasized by the lack of connective between these sections. Literally, so not so the wicked. It's an emphatic denial. The way of the wicked is nothing like the way of the righteous. It's the opposite. They have different sources for living, different purposes different character, different results, both temporarily and eternally. It's all different. Now, I will mention football this morning. For you, those of you that don't know, I'm a West Ham supporter. West Ham were top of the Premier League for 24 hours this weekend. It was great. You know, and as I come into church this morning, I saw what I thought was a West Ham shirt. But it is totally different. It is the opposite. Well, first of all, because Aston Villa are not as high as West Ham in the table. <clears throat> but it is the same colour. You can be easily mistaken. I won't embarrass John this morning, but he's wearing the Aston Villa t-shirt. So if you want to have a look, you can see how easily mistaken it is. It's the same colours. It looks the same. It might be attractive. First of all, I thought he'd repented and he'd become a West Ham supporter. But it's different. It's completely different. The way of the wicked is nothing like the way of the righteous. And then the psalm gives us an image to look at. And it uses, and it says, it's blown away like chaff. Now let's have a look. I've got a picture there. Now up here it's, it's, it's a little bit better. So what is chaff? I should have asked before I put it up on the screen, really, shouldn't I? 
the husks of the seed. So there, in that first picture up the top there, you've got the seed on the right-hand side here, and on the top left there is what is known as chaff. It's not only useless, but it requires extra effort to remove. And that picture down the bottom there is how they separate the seed from the chaff. And once it's removed, it's so light that it is just blown away. In Jesus' day, that's how they separated it. They would throw it in the air, the grain, the shaft would blow away, and the grain, the seed, um, would drop. So that's the comparison we've got. The way of the wicked, the wicked, those who follow, those that walk, that walk, not sleep, walk, yes, and those that stand, and those who sit, in the way of the wicked, they are like chaff, they are blown away, they are useless, they have no value, even the, even the wheat from the grain is used for animals to feed on, and other purposes, but the shaft is useless. There's no use to it. And instead of being like a fruitful tree, they will be useless like shaft. They will not stand in judgment, verse 5 goes on and says, or in the assembly of the righteous, because they prefer to walk, stand, and sit with the wrong people. And finally, in verse 6, for the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to destruction. The Hebrew word here, yada, means no. Jesus, or Yahweh, knows, watches depending on the translation of your Bible you have there, but the Hebrew word for it is yada, which means to know. In this verse, it means to know relationally. The Lord is in a deep relationship with the righteous. And maybe this kind of relationship is father and son relationship that we can think of. And the Bible gives us many um, illustrations of that. The prodigal son. The father might not approve of everything that the son does, but he would do whatever is possible to bring the, wrong, the wrongdoing or the errant son into a relationship. And that's how God feels towards us. No matter what we've done, no matter where we've been, if we've walked, walked, if we've stood, or if we've been sitting in the company of wrong people. God wants a relationship with us. Because the way of the wicked shall perish, leads to destruction. The wicked are not in a relationship with him. They have no eternal support, and they can expect to perish. And as we reflect on this, on this choice, the way 
of the righteous or the way of the wicked. What better example than Jesus himself? Jesus, the perfectly righteous person. Let us follow his example. Trust in him as our righteousness. The word of God, the scripture, our guide along the path. Jesus says, and we, sang, and we just sung that in the, in the last hymn, the great I am. Jesus says, I am the way. Because he is righteous. He is the way. For us as believers, as Christians, there is only one way. We choose. But he is the way. Jesus. He is perfectly righteous. So be careful where you walk. Who you stand with. And who you sit with. And that's very important for the children as well as they go back to school. Go to a different school. Make new friends. Be careful as well with the influences. Be a good Christian. Be a representative of Jesus. Our righteousness for each and every one of us. Let's follow Jesus Christ. Our righteousness.